Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. This is the Training Camp Report with Tom Offerman and Bob Labriola on Steelers Nation Radio. It's officially here. Today is day one of practice for your Pittsburgh Steelers 2023 training camp. Labs passed his conditioning test yesterday, just like the rest of the team. So that means we are good to go here for the training camp report. We'll be coming at you live every morning at 8 a.m. that the Steelers practice. And Labs, I know it was a tough one yesterday, but I'm glad you got through it so we can do this show again. Yeah, no physically unable to perform list here. I mean, you know, we're we're ready to go. We're trying to win a championship. We've got to start with the first day. Um, you know, just hope that uh, Mother Nature cooperates because, uh, you know, we are in Latrobe, which means pretty much every day there seems to be a chance of yes. showers. Um, you know, uh, but I can tell you that um, Mike Tomlin is not afraid of the rain. He's not afraid of practicing in the rain. Lightning, however, is a, you know, different issue. And, you know, that is treated with um, great care and treated very seriously. So, you know, right now, looking at the National Weather Service uh, site for the Latrobe, Pennsylvania area, uh, chance of precipitation is 70% oh, what a for today. But um, new rainfall amounts between a tenth and a quarter of an inch. So, you know, I don't, that doesn't sound like a lot of rain to me, um, but uh, there is that possibility. If Tomlin, oh, and it's, and it's getting steamy up here. I was going to say, if Tomlin had his choice, he'd want to turn up that temperature a little bit, make it a nice little sweat box for the guys out there on the field. Yeah, you know, um, he he was talking about some of this a little bit yesterday. Um, you know, he believes in heat. You know, being being something uh, being a factor that team that you have to uh, condition your team and the players on that team to deal with. You know, Mike Tomlin believes that you know heat can um, uh, make players uh, lose concentration. It can make players, I won't say quit but not uh, maybe go at the level or the intensity that is necessary, you know, in the National Football League and, you know, pushing through the adversity, pushing through, you know, a lot of those feelings that these guys might be uh, having, you know, is a, is a part of uh, this process. And so, yeah, he is not, he is not going to uh, shy away from the heat, uh, as I mentioned Certainly, lightning is something that, um, you know, is treated very seriously. And another thing is, you know, uh, there were, the, the Steelers have done a very nice job with the grass fields uh, on campus here, you know, with the drainage systems and all that stuff that they um, installed. And, you know, you will, sometimes uh, they'll cover the fields with tarps if, you know, they know that there's going to be rain overnight or, you know, whatever, that kind of stuff. Um, but there also is a very uh, 
cautious approach taken to, you know, you, you have 90 players. Uh, you know, if there is a lot of rain in a short period of time and the, maybe some of the fields get soggy or certain areas of certain fields get soggy, um, you know, he'll move practice around uh, the three grass fields there just to try and, you know, not tear up the grass right. too much because, you know, you're going to be here for a, a couple, three weeks. And, you know, the Steelers also don't want to leave it, you know, a big gigantic mess for, you know, the St. Vincent football team either which plays its home games right here on Chuck, uh, on Chuck Knoll field. So, um, you know, there, there is some thought given, uh, to a lot of the, um, ways around, you know, the inevitable weather. But, uh, again, as I said, the heat is something that, um, Mike Tomlin does not shy away from and practicing in the rain. Uh, if it's just rain, um, he's not afraid to do because that's another situation that you might, um, come, come upon during a game. Uh, you don't want to, uh, create a atmosphere of, you know, guys go out in the rain and they melt, uh, can't lose focus on handling the ball, dealing with the ball, catching it, throwing it, you know, those kinds of things, you know, cause if it does rain, uh, on a game day, the guys are going to have to adjust to it and continue to, uh, perform and execute. So um, it's it's not a situation where uh, a couple of raindrops are going to send the Steelers <laughs> scurrying into the gym here or, you know, some other um, some other option. Oh, and one final thing. Um, there is there is a turf field here on, on right. campus. Uh, that's Mike Tomlin is not a uh, believer in putting his players on the turf. Uh, he believes that it's tough on their legs, tough on their joints. And so, you know, that's a last resort kind of situation. Um, so anyway, those are just kind of some of the things to keep in mind here weather-wise. Well, we're going to hear from Coach Tomlin in just a few minutes from his opening presser yesterday at training camp. But before we do, I know I joked at the beginning of this segment about the conditioning test and I'm sure a lot of the NFL players think it's a bit of a joke as well, but it's nice to report that everybody with the Steelers passed their test, and Tomlin also said that he does not expect anybody to start camp on the injured list, on the PUP list, which is, is great to always have every single player in your arsenal to start things off. Yeah, and, you know, the the one for me that I was just, I won't say I was concerned about it, but I was, you know, monitoring it or watching it or paying attention to it was Cole Holcomb. Mm -hmm. Um, because, you know, we, we had heard, uh, during the off season program, you know, the, because he had had, uh, somewhat recent surgery, you know, last season and, uh, you know, the Steelers had talked about, you know, being cautious with him, bringing him along slowly, you know, those kinds of things. And, uh, he was, I won't say a spectator during the off season program, but again, um, the Steelers were very cautious with him during that process. And uh, Cole Holcomb even once uh, referred to himself as a dog on a very short leash. Mm. So, um, you know, I was wondering if, you know, maybe how that um, his situation had uh, either progressed or regressed or, you know, what the situation might have been since he hadn't been around uh, the facility since the last day of minicamp back in mid-June. Um, but yes, he, he participated yesterday. 
um, did what was necessary. You know, I'm not going to say he's going to, um, you know, practice every day, all the time, take part in all the hitting, etc. You know, there may be some, um, you know, I won't say days off, but again, a cautious approach. You don't want to have him trying to do too much too soon and aggravate a, a situation that, you know, again, where here we are, it's it's July 27th. I mean, right. you know, the opener is September 11th. Um, and this, this guy is seemingly at this point a fairly critical piece in that defense. And so uh, you don't want to have him overdo it uh, too soon and maybe create a situation down the road that maybe could have been avoided. Well, Coach Tomlin had a bit of a lengthy chat with the media yesterday when the Steelers moved in to St. Vincent College for training camp. Let's take a listen to what Coach had to say at the start of 2023 camp. Really excited about getting this team development process started with this group. Um, we, we checked them in today and had a mandatory uh, NFL uh, seminar, and then we've done the conditioning tests. And this evening we get into our – uh, foundational things, administrative meetings, getting to know one another, and starting this process of individual and collective development. Um, excited to see these guys. I like the feel in the air. Um, everyone showed up adequately conditioned and then some, and, and, and it appears that we have a very good uh, group from a health standpoint. There were some people that were somewhat limited uh, in the spring for a variety of reasons. We don't see anyone at this juncture that will be limited as we embark on this thing tomorrow, which is a good thing. And so I'll pause and open it up for questions. Mike, can you elaborate a little on you like the feel in the air? What are you feeling? Just there's excitement. Guys are excited to be here, to be back, um, to be around each other, to begin this process. Um, and, and you feel it. Camaraderie with the team. Talking to the players today, uh, they, Alex Highsmith said he brings his TV. The guys have competitions, whatnot. Uno pitching it could be anything. Does Coach Tomlin ever interact and do any of those things? Very much so. I think I think that's one of the tangible benefits of a destination training camp. And and we just obviously we let it happen organically, but we also tee it up. Um, there there's awesome development, collective development in an environment like this. Um, where we get an opportunity uh, to be away from our lives and be singularly focused on this collective and spend formal time and informal time together. And, and I just think that that's a component of team building that we've all been on enough teams we know and respect and feel and, and really want to pour into. And so, yes, there'll be competition, video games, board games, uh, dominoes, et cetera. I think that that's one of the things, if you love football and you love football environments, that's one of the things that you like about destination camps. Mike, what would you like to see this offense evolve under year two with Kenny? Um, you know, th that's a complex question, to be quite honest with you, man. We've got to maintain possession of the ball. We've got to maintain, um, you know, a scoring pace. Um, you know, we've we got to be well balanced. We've got to utilize our eligibles and their talents. We've got to protect our quarterback. Um, there's a lot of layers to that discussion, uh, but that's why we're here. Um, as far as Kenny goes specifically, man, this is the second lap around the track for him like it is all our second-year players. So I think it's reasonable for them to, to proceed with that knowing and that knowing to be displayed in their production and the consistency of their play. And so he's no different than any other second-year player in that regard. It's just that he's our, our quarterback. Mike, 
for the development of the offense with Kenny coming in as the cemented starter. You don't have the quarterback competition that you had a year ago. I'm sorry, what was the beginning of that? What does it do just for the development of Kenny and the offense to have him already cemented as the starter? You don't have the same quarterback competition you did a year ago. I think that kind of remains to be seen. I think just on a surface level, um, the allocation of reps and the pointed work relative to those things are, are clearer and, and thus potentially more productive, but it remains to be seen. Mike, uh, Penny was asked a couple of those questions too, and he spoke to the importance of taking and cashing in on calculated shots. Um, the calculated shots, like what goes into that calculus for you guys and how much of it is actually about touch and feel as well, time and place in the game? Yeah, you guys are digging in deep on day one, man. <laughs> Hey, we want to be explosive. We want to get yards in chunks. Um, and I guess that's what he's speaking to. But we also um, want to possess the ball and control the flow of the game. And so we got to do all things if we want to be a dominant group. And that's a component of it. We weren't explosive enough a year ago in terms of chunk plays. And so there's a, there's a focus there. Mike, Mike, you said during the offseason you expect Kenny, Kenny to, quote, kill it. What's your definition of kill it? We'll see. You know, he needs to be what we need him to be. Um, I know that. He, he's preparing with that mindset, and I like his approach and his, and his demeanor in that regard. But, you know, I think whether you're talking about guys like quarterbacks or guys like me as a head coach, um, we need to be what our team needs us to be. Nobody on top to start? Is that what you said earlier about Correct. it? Correct. Okay. Mike, when Brian Baldinger visited you guys' OTAs, he said it was the most physical OTA sessions that he, that he saw. What's your anticipation for how physical, once the pads get on? I don't know what you're talking about in terms of physical OTAs, man. I, I have no idea what you're talking about. I have no idea what Bald, Baldy's talking about. Um, you know, the physical component of team development here is, is critical because that's a component of our game. Um, we spend a lot of time teaching and learning, particularly in the spring and even in these settings. Um, but there's a component of this game that you can't get away from, and that's the physicality component. And really, environments such as these are our first opportunities um, to display skills or an appetite in that area. So um, I have no idea what you're talking about regarding the spring. Mike, how do you explain maybe Kenny ingratiating himself with his teammates so quickly? Because everyone speaks highly of him when you ask him about Kenny in such a short amount of time. You know. Kenny is hardworking and no nonsense and a legitimate humble dude, and I think that's attractive from a teammate perspective. I think he's thoughtful um, and considerate of others. Um, I think that's attractive. With some new faces on defense, did you get enough done in OTAs to kind of shorten that learning curve of all these guys getting together as they start camp? I'll be very blunt. We're not concerned about the new faces on defense, man. They're veteran guys. They're, they're smart guys. Um, it's going to be a non-issue for us by the time we're stepping in the stadiums. He was limited in the spring in the position he plays. What are you looking for Who's out of Holcomb? Mm -hmm. What are you looking for out of him as he you know, steps on the field? You know, to, to carve out a role for himself in this thing. Um, you know, he's a starter-capable guy. He's got a reputable uh, resume um, and body of work in Washington. And, and so we're excited about adding him to the fold and him doing similar things here. Mike, in terms of the red zone, just in what ways do you feel like you may be more positioned for success this season there? I have no idea. Uh, we're here to kind of discover these things, guys. Um, seriously. I think sometimes when you, when you have too hardcore of a plan in, in an environment like this, you, you miss something. And so we're here to grow and develop individually and collectively. And when you're in my position, you better be open to being pleasantly surprised or disappointed. 
to be quite honest with you. And so some of the things that you guys ask about specifically in terms of an agenda or, or things I'm, lo I'm looking for, is, it's a, a tad bit premature because we're here to develop our personality, um, our strengths, our weaknesses, to, to ascertain what those things are, to divide the labor up. And so uh, we're, we're at ground zero in that regard. Year ago, when we were in here, you talked about boiling mouthpieces and all the excitement that you feel coming into this camp this time of year. Do you still feel that same level of excitement? Just where does it, where is it in relation to last year when you're talking about all those things? It probably intensifies, to be quite honest with you. But that's me and my personal relationship with this game and and the group of men that I that I get an opportunity to lead. Man, I enjoy what I do. I enjoy the people I get an opportunity to do it with, and so. Um, I'm always generally excited. I'm excited about the challenges that environments like this presents and the way it's going to challenge us and the way we get an opportunity to grow um, as professionals, as men, uh, myself included. It's like everybody here is supposed to be here. Yes. Najee took on more of a leadership role in, in year two last season. What does he need to show or prove to you guys between the lines in year three? You know, just to continue to progress in the manner in which he has, not only inside the white lines but off of it. Um, he's a guy that's shown a natural appetite for leadership and perspective, and um, it's reasonable to expect that to continue as well. Um, teams are continually evolving, man. Guys are ascending, guys are descending, and, and so forth. And you got a talented young guy like him that, that shows an appetite for leadership, man. Uh, you just want to cultivate all components of that discussion, uh, not only in his game, but but you know the intangible things that he provides us. How does Jalen make Najee better as a running back? I don't know that he does. Um, Jalen better focus on Jalen. Mike, does momentum exist from year to year? I mean, you have so much, especially in offense, you have so much continuity to get success at the end of the year. Can there be carryover? Is it ground zero, you know, day zero? When you I, get I, I think it's prudent to proceed and to assume that it does not. If it does in a positive way, great. Um, but I don't think any of us are are sitting here relying on on that discussion. Dan, we're going to get the first reps uh, with the ones at left tackle. I hadn't even thought about it, but I assume so. Yes. Historically, this is the the time when the, the, this organization has extended their contract to the head coach. That would be for you. Is do you expect that? Is that would that mean something? You wow, I hadn't even thought about it. Um, you know, I I'm just at the stage of my career, man. I don't care about contracts, to be honest with you, man. Um, I acknowledge I've seen more days than I'm going to see, you know, uh, that's just the nature of this thing. I'm appreciative of the opportunity. I'm singularly focused. Um, I'm thankful that I'm at a stage in life and in my career where that's a non-issue for me. As a head coach, is there, are there any perspectives that you usually give to the rookies when they come into almost what you could consider a college environment preparing for camp? You know, this is their first lap around the track, so don't pretend like it's not. You know, be open to growing and learning. Be a sponge, ask good questions. Uh, learn from others, what others say and do, positively, negatively. Um, just don't try to pretend to be at a place that they're not. Right, back to the run game. Najee was very eloquent today talking about the concerns that the group has, generally speaking, that that role has been somewhat devalued, yet your team you put an emphasis on a lot of teams do. They close out games, they do a lot of things. Can you identify with the plight that some of those guys feel they're on? To be honest with you, as I, I embark on this journey with this group uh, today, my focus is this group and the members of this group. So global issues such as the ones you mentioned are, are less important to me. I don't know that I have a 
an opinion that's worth expressing. Anyone else? I'd like acknowledge what you just said there about you know having more days behind you than ahead of you. How does that even heighten the importance of what you're doing here today for the rest it of the can. year? It can. I don't know that it does. I'm, I'm on 10 always. I'm on 10 always. It's a classic Mike Tomlin line to end that presser. And going on about 10 minutes there, Labs, that's probably the most time he's going to give the media during this camp, isn't it? Well, yeah. I mean, it's it. I think the process gets um, tiring uh, as, as it goes on. I mean, Mike Tomlin will meet the media every day after practice, and then he will do his – uh, news, once we get closer to the, you know, the preseason opening, he will do another one of, you know, these kinds of uh, news conferences, you know, a couple of days uh, before each preseason game. So, you know, um, <laughs> there's not enough new questions to ask. Uh, and you have um, guys, you know, media, you, there are a lot of media that are here uh, throughout, but there's a lot of media that kind of come and go so what what ends up happening is it becomes a real, really repetitive a lot yeah. like for example and i'm just kind of speculating here you know the nausea running back the nausea uh running back questions and by that i mean you know the what seems to be uh a devalued uh position right. in in some corners of the nfl I think that's going to be a recurring. He's going to be asked that a bunch of times, and um, you know, again, I as as he said, uh, it, it really doesn't pertain to anything that this team is trying to accomplish this year. You know, worrying about uh, what the I won't even say the future of running backs in the NFL, but you know what I'm talking about. The right. um, you see a lot of the top guys having issues in terms of. Uh, finding contracts that they believe that are, are uh, worthy of their skills and their contributions. Well, you know that's a that's a league issue. Uh, I think that you know, analytics has some uh, role in this uh, in terms of uh, what what kind of um, draft capital is wise slash. Um, prudent to invest in the position versus other positions and, you know, that kind of stuff. Uh, but again, uh, the Steelers used the first round pick on Najee Harris. Uh, I personally at the time thought that it was a good move. Uh, I, I, Steelers fans constantly, constantly, constantly want to talk about and assess the team's ability to run the ball when it needs to run the ball closing out games with a lead, you know, those kinds of things. And if, you know, you want to be able to do that, I believe that it's prudent to invest, you know, in the position or in someone more, more, uh, more so than the position, invest in someone who is capable of providing uh, your team with those kinds of skills. And so, um, you know, it, how it evolves league-wide, we're going to see, but you know, Mike Tomlin said uh, it really doesn't have anything to do with this team this year, and what he might personally think about it really doesn't matter. It just <laughs> doesn't. You know, I mean, it's there's just some things that 
you as a head, even as a head coach in the league, even as a long tenured head coach in the league, you can't impact. I mean, there's not, you know, Mike Tomlin coming out and saying, I don't, and I'm, I'm just making this stuff up here. So please, people, don't, uh, don't take this and run with it or uh, take it in the wrong way. But Mike Tomlin saying, you know, running backs are getting hosed, or running backs need to understand that. Um, you know, they're interchangeable parts or whatever, really has no impact on it. I mean, it, it, I don't believe that um, when teams are trying to decide on what to do with Saquon Barkley or, you know, some of these other guys who have found themselves in situations where they've either, you know, been franchise tagged or, you know, Ezekiel Elliott, uh, according to Jerry Jones, he and the Cowboys claim to have um, came to a mutual decision on terminating a ninety million dollar contract that they signed him to in twenty nineteen. I'm sure I mean, it was really none mutual. of that. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure, he um, was ready to give that up. <laughs> so you, you you see what I'm saying? I mean, it's it's just it doesn't have it doesn't move the needle for him to weigh in on that kind of stuff. And you know, these are the kinds of things I believe that as this summer goes on being continually asked about this kind of stuff, he will get shorter and shorter and shorter on a lot of these <laughs> issues. Um, and, you know, it, hey, it's hot out here for everybody, you know, at the end of practice. Um, and whatever you're trying to work on, whether it was a good day or a, um, a not-so-good day in terms of accomplishing, you know, what was on the script that day or, you know, how the just the ebb and flow of being up here on this campus is going at that particular point in time. Um, you know, I, I can tell you this as someone who is uh, attending these little media gatherings, you know, sometimes I'm looking around thinking, Oh God, can this please be over? now? I'm so tired of hearing the same questions. You want to jump and in and do Bird's job and be like, that's enough. <laughs> One more question. Yeah. Right. So yeah, it's, I, I think he will expound on things. Um, but he's not going to expound on the same thing every day because, you know, training camp's a long slog. And when you do this every day, when you meet the media every day, um, yeah, it, it, it wears, Hey, everything about training camp wears on people who are here every day. And that little got back and forth, uh, falls into that category as well. Well, one thing that Coach did mention in that presser that does pertain to winning on the field this year is that left tackle position and who's going to get the first crack at it. We'll discuss that position battle when we return on the training camp report on SNR. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Bets instantly when they bet just $5. That's code HEADLOCK, only on DraftKings Sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 21 and over in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible gambling resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. Terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash boxing terms. 
This is the Training Camp Report with Tom Offerman and Bob Labriola on Steelers Nation Radio. Labs, to me, I think the biggest position battle to keep an eye on at camp is that left tackle spot. I know a lot of people are going to say they're interested in Kenny Pickett and how he develops in year two, but the protection of Kenny Pickett is so damn important. And between Dan Moore and the rookie Broderick Jones, that's the one thing I really have circled. And you heard Tomlin say in that presser we played in the last segment, it looks like the first crack at that is going to be Dan Moore's. Yeah, you know, to me that uh, that just makes sense, and it, it really is um, kind of Mike Tomlin's mo. Um, you know, when the there, there's at some point during this first week, there's going to be a a training camp depth chart published. He's going to put one together, and not because you know, he wants to, just because the league tells him he has to. <laughs> but you know, one of the things that you know you can usually. Uh, glean from that is that you know returning starters are automatically put in first you know first with the first team and then you know when you fill out the 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 rest of the lines on the depth chart usually it goes by seniority uh, because you know the the idea is everybody's got to earn you know what um, you know because it's a new season and so yeah I, I don't expect uh, Broderick Jones to be uh, listed number one at depth chart at left tackle. I think that's that would be foolish. And you know, Dan Moore also is you know a veteran guy. He uh, has starts a lot of starts under his belt already. And I don't think you know I'm one of those people who doesn't think that Dan Moore was all that bad. You know, last year and now he you gets a bad rap for Wolf- sure. Yeah, you talk to Craig Wolfley and Max Starks, and and they will tell you that. That, that position carries a learning curve. And to expect some guy as a rookie, you know, coming in from college, um, to because to, left tackle, man, <laughs> that's that's a man's job yes. in the NFL. I mean, you are facing some uh, edge rushers or defensive ends, depending upon the, the alignment of, of the uh, opponent that particular Well, right, right off I mean, the bat labs, you're facing Abosa, you're facing Miles Garrett, and you're facing Max Crosby. Those are three defensive player of the year candidates. Right. You know, uh, pro bowl caliber, all pro right. uh, caliber guys. Yes, absolutely. And, you know, expecting a guy uh, relatively <clears throat> young in age and also in terms of his college experience at, at Georgia, um, you know, Broderick Jones, that's, I mean, I just think that that would be, if, if really, if your idea is uh, to do the best thing to protect your second-year quarterback, um, you know, I think you want to give that rookie some time to learn the league, um, you know, learn more about the offense, learn more about just preparing himself and getting himself ready for the, you know, what an, uh, a regular season NFL week presents. And so, yeah, that's um, that's something that, you know, I expect that Dan Moore Jr. will open the season as the starter. I mean, if you ask me right now, what do you think will be the situation on September the 11th uh, against the 49ers? That's what I think. Um, now things could change. Um, there's injuries that, you know, there's all that kind of stuff that, you know, is kind of lay, uh, laying in the weeds here during an NFL training camp that when we're talking about all this, you know, we're, we're just kind of glossing over a lot of those uh, possibilities, you know, and, and I agree with you, left tackle is, 
you know, uh, certainly a position to keep an eye on, but so is cornerback with Joey Porter Jr. Right, another rookie there as well. There's going to be a lot of rookie influence on this team this year, I would think. Yeah, and and, and not only uh, – in adi- let me say this. In addition to rookie influence, I, I also think that, you know, there's a lot of young players. Uh, you know, I, I understand, you know, that the Steelers did not make the playoffs last year. I understand that, you know, that certainly needs to change. Uh, you you want to see them uh, – uh, win a playoff game because that hasn't happened in a while either. And all of those, you know, concerns and, and, you know, points of view are valid. Um, But we have to, I believe, uh, understand and accept the rebuilding process that has been taking place around here the last couple of years. And, you know, it's, and and don't forget (laughs) it, it happened, uh, with, you had to replace a Hall of Fame quarterback, too. And yes. not only his his talent, but his presence um, on the field, in the huddle. Uh, you know, I do believe that, it, and this, is, this to me is, is real, that um, the team kind of came to expect or rely on Ben doing something in the fourth quarter to pull out a win. You know, and now all of a sudden you don't have that anymore. Now I'm not, you know, Kenny Pickett showed, you know, uh, put together a couple of nice fourth quarter uh, comebacks or key drives and key situations to pull out the games against um, the Raiders and then the Ravens. Um, But, you know, that has to be something that's learned not only by him, Mm -hmm. but by everyone else associated with the team that, you know, hey, we can still do this. You know, Ben's not here, but, you know, we can still do this and so you know that's an adjustment that's something that has to be learned and you know appreciated and cultivated and you know just be and just because it happened a couple of times last year you can't assume it's going to happen this year and so you have to continue to work on it you know and you know polish that stone a little bit and um you know try to uh you know uh, diversify and you know other things because you, if even if you do try and do it again this year, you have to maybe change up some of the ways that you do it because you know the, all the other uh, teams on your schedule and in the league are watching have been watching video all out all off season and if you don't change, you know you're going to regress. And so um, you know there, there there's a lot of things uh, I think that have been going on here with this team. Um, over the past over the past few seasons in terms of rebuilding retooling you know whatever you want to call it uh, there's a lot of different personnel now and and a lot of it's in key positions and so yeah it, 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 it I think it's going to make for an interesting camp um, right now there's a lot of optimism as there should be and can expect it to be and you know we'll just see how how it unfolds over time. Well, one familiar face on the defensive side of the ball that a lot of the young guys can look at for an example is Minka Fitzpatrick, and the media caught up with him while he was moving into his dorm yesterday. Let's take a listen to what the Steelers' all-pro safety had to say. What is it about camp for you? What is it about camp that, yeah. I, that I love? Yeah. I think um, it brings out, brings out the best of everybody and the worst. You know what I'm saying? You get to see uh, how people respond to uh, the difficulties of camp, you know, the long hours, the long meetings, the tough practices. Uh, but I feel like that's when you get to learn who you are as a team and as a unit. 
So uh, I think that's, that's what I like. You feel like this defense has to learn? You give a few new guys uh, mm -hmm. that are going to start for you this year. Yeah, there's a lot we've got to learn. I think we had a really good offseason, OTAs. Uh, but I think, you know, we didn't have pads on. We weren't, we weren't hitting. We weren't uh, going full full throttle. I'm um, playing real football. Now we get to play real football. And uh, just get to learn, like you said, how we move, how we operate, and uh, who's about what. Make, Make to that point year. about um, some new faces, not only that, but guys playing multiple positions, some guys playing in different positions slightly. Um, Coach Austin during minicamp said uh, words to the effect that the uh, communication is good, but it's still, I think the phrase he used was a work in progress. Mm -hmm. um, as a veteran, how can you help move that along throughout camp? Um, I think it's just saying what I see, being honest uh, with everybody around me, uh, being honest with myself. Uh, and uh, just making sure that we're all on the same page. I think that's the biggest thing, just making so, sure that there's no gray area, uh, that everybody understands the game and sees the game the same way or in a similar light, and, uh, and uh, you know, just communicates clearly. Think of the focus last year for you guys was stopping the run or improving stopping the run. What is it this year defensively? I think uh, it's just establishing, establishing ourselves uh, during camp. You know what I'm saying? There's a lot of new faces, a lot, a lot of new pieces. Um, you know, there's a lot that we have to learn about ourselves. So I think our main focus right now is uh, just taking it one day at a time and uh, figuring out who we're going to be as, as a defense. How do, you how do you describe the mood among you guys heading into today? The mood? Yeah. I think everybody's excited. You know what I'm saying? There's a lot of new faces, and uh, I think everybody's excited just to get to, get to watch each other just compete and ball out uh, and uh, just get to know each other better. I think that's what everybody's looking forward to as well. First, what do you have to do the first couple of days to set that tone for camp? Um, the first couple of days is, is tough, you know what I'm saying? Because, you know, we're not out there playing full, we're not full pass, playing, you know, uh, uh, full speed. Um, but I think it's just doing everything the right way, all the little, the little details, communicating, uh, getting the meetings on time, stuff like that. Uh, I think it's just establishing uh, a good foundation built on the details. For as much as uh, is being paid attention to the offense, becoming a little bit more explosive and scoring more points, how much onus and responsibility is on you guys as a defense to give them the best possible test every day to see where it is as camp moves along? Yeah, I think um, I think that's always that's always the case. We're always giving them the best look. They're always giving us their best look. Um, and then when we go out there and compete on Sundays, it's our job to get them the ball as many times as we can. And I think um, you know, camp is built on the premise of iron sharpens iron. Uh, and so, you know, the sharper our sword is, the sharper theirs is. So I think that's uh, kind of our approach approach to that. Make, is there a sense of urgency to not just get back in the playoffs but win some games? <laughs> yeah, there's always a sense of uh, urgency to win games. Uh, you know, we're not going to try and remodel how to win games. We're just going to go out there and, uh, and do what we know how to do. But I mean, based on improving last year and still not making it, does that... We're going to try and win as many games as we can. Mika, That's always our goal. Is there such thing as momentum from year to year? Or is this sort of like completely fresh start and what you guys did that last couple months of last season doesn't really have an impact? Um, I think uh, there's a lot we could learn from last year that we could carry over into this year for sure. Um, momentum, I don't know. You think there's anybody, you talked about these new faces, is there anyone that you're maybe interested in seeing as a teammate that you think is going to make a big momentum jump in terms of contributing this year? I think a lot of the guys that we brought in, we brought them in for a reason, you know what I'm saying? So there's, there's not one particular guy, but I'm excited to see uh, our secondary for sure. Uh, there's a lot of new faces, um, a lot of new pieces. So I'm excited just to be working with everybody and uh, see where we see where we can take it. Mika, Kenny talked a little bit about you helping him during the offseason. What, what do you guys talk about? What do you help him with? 
We just talk football. Um, no, he's a he's a guy that likes to ask a lot of questions. Um, I think it's it's kind of cool that he asks defensive guys questions too, not just the offensive coaches or the receivers. He asks linebackers, D linemen, myself questions. Uh, just just about how we see the game, and I think that helps him. Uh, you know, just what to expect uh, from a safety or from a linebacker, or from a, a D lineman. So, uh, yeah, this is just football. That's Steelers All Pro safety Minka Fitzpatrick catching up with the media on move-in day yesterday. When we come back, we'll talk about what we can expect from day one of training camp today as practice starts at 1.55 for your Steelers. And we'll wrap things up here on the training camp report on SNR. This is the Training Camp Report with Tom Offerman and Bob Labriola on Steelers Nation Radio. 155 today is when the Pittsburgh Steelers hit the field for their first practice of 2023 training camp. If you're a fan planning on heading up to campus today, make sure you get there in time to see the boys in black and gold for their entirety of practice. And Labs, you were telling me uh, during the break that during these early acclimation periods, it's not a complete full window of practice that the Steelers will undergo. No, I mean, there are uh, time limits put on, you know, by the collective bargaining agreement. And, um, you know, the, it, the, the time uh, is mandated or be, is allowed to increase marginally over the course of these acclimation days, you know, hence the phrase acclimation day, because that's <laughs> what, you know, the purpose of them is to, you know, get the players used to, um, you know, this kind of real football again kind of stuff that's going on. And so the first day is 90 minutes. Now, I don't know, I'm not so well-versed in the rules that I can tell you that, you know, the clock starts at 155 or maybe the clock starts at after the players warm up, you know, because, or maybe they, you know, again, I don't know, but then, like for the example, uh, the next acclimation day, I won't say the second because today is is officially acclimation day two. Acclimation day one was yesterday, okay, which yes. was the conditioning test. Okay, so today's acclimation day two. Now acclimation day three, I believe that the time limit is uh, is increased from ninety minutes to one hundred and five minutes. So as you can see, you know, there's a slight increase, right. you know, over the course of these acclimation days because, you know, they want this to um, actually do, you know, what it's designed to do. And then, you know, you get into, you know, next week, um, you know, first day in pads being uh, Tuesday, uh, August um, the 1st. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Tuesday, August the first. Yes, yes, the first. Yes, is is day. The is dates are already day. running together, and we're not even through our first training camp report. I I understand that, <laughs> um, and and I try and keep a you know a little calendar here and mark off the dates, and you know thank God my laptop you know has a, a date <laughs> and 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 clock you know on the top of it that I consult many many times a day, and I've consulted many already <laughs> many many times during this particular podcast, but. Um, yeah, it's, 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 it's all designed, um, you know, to, for players health and safety 
and the Steelers are very serious about um, you know following those rules and regulations. And quickly here, Labs, before we end uh, our lovely time together, I um, when it comes to day one of training camp, there's no pads. It's shorter practice. What is something you might be looking forward to seeing though today? Um, you know, again, it's for me, um, it's, 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 you know, mini camp, uh, revisited right. is what it is. Uh, and so, um, really, and I, and I hate to even say this because you don't want to jinx anything. I just want to see everybody get through it. Okay. You know, um, you certainly don't want anything bad to happen <laughs> right. the very first day on the field or, you know, acclimation day number two or however you want to designate it. Um, and just, I just hope that everything progresses uh, in the way that it's designed to, which, you know, as we were talking about earlier, you just want to get these guys uh, back into the swing of things uh, and prepared for the real stuff that, that's going to start happening uh, next week, which, you know, you know next starting um, not Monday because players day off is Monday, but Tuesday uh, because today is only Thursday. You know, you, you still have some time between now and backs on backers as an example. We'll be back again tomorrow morning at 8 a.m. sharp for another edition of the Training Camp Report. Labs and I will be recapping today's practice. Up next, though, Wolf and Starks make their return. You'll be going inside the locker room with those two guys as we continue our Ongoing coverage from Steelers 2023 training camp on SNR. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA.